0: Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. Hey, what's up? How's it going, guys? Uh I'm back for round two. Sorry it's taking a little bit. Uh, I've been real busy with work. It's been kind of stressful. Um, but I'm back discussing the rest of my fantasy football rankings for this year. May have been a little premature with some of the stuff. We had a J.K. Dobbin in Dobbins injury, which he was my running back 18. I guess I'll just address some of the running back stuff now. JK Dobbins my running back eighteen. Gus moves up to, he's my 35, he moves up to around right around the Antonio Gibson, Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, Mike Davis, Michael Carter. I want to say like 22 to 23 is kind of where his new home is. I think he's a great fifth round pick, honestly, if you're willing to take a shot. It's kind of getting to the RB dead zone, so I I like him there a decent amount. I want to say we also really didn't discuss... Uh, too much about moving up Ramondre because of the in, uh, cause of the, uh, the issue with Sonny Michel. I, I I rethought a little bit about Damon Harris. I rethought a little bit about Ramondre. I thought a little bit about Sonny Michel. I think Sonny Michel's in a good spot. Maybe a little bit above Raheem or Lenny. Probably takes over where Gus was at 35, maybe. And I think Damien Harris moves up to right around 30 right after Zach Moss and James Conner in-, in that range, I think he's going to split time. I mean, I-, I know he's the best running back there, or I think he's the best running back there. I think that's what most people can agree on or, or can see, but he just uh, he doesn't really, like, uh, he doesn't do it for me enough to put him ahead of guys who are splits, like James Conner, Zach Moss, Ronald Jones, Kareem Hunt, and Kareem Hunt's the top of that list. for Melvin Gordon and Kareem Hunt at the top of that list. He hasn't really cracked that for me yet. I like the talent, I know there's no Cam there and all that stuff, and that's kind of the reason why there might be a little bit more impetus to move these guys up, uh, considering where we were talking about last time where Cam was the presumed starter, I think for most people, although I didn't ever think he was going to win it, I liked Mac Jones a lot more, but that's neither here nor there. So I think that's enough of the RB discussion tail end stuff that we did last time, and I'm just going to try and jam all the wide receivers in as much as possible. Now, wide receivers obviously the longest list, so it might take the longest time to discuss, but... I think I can go through a decent amount of these guys pretty quickly with the tiers. I wanna say that wide there are so many good wide receivers this year that if some of my stuff is a little bit off, a little bit different than other people's, I get it, but I'm probably not mad at them for ranking it that way. I think the first four yeah, the first four tiers are all pretty much the same guys as most people have them, to be honest. I, I think they are. I could be wrong. Where they are in the tiers and where they are in rankings is a little different for sure, but I think they're all pretty similar, and I like all these guys a lot. Tier 5 and stuff and Tier 6 gets a little bit dicey. Maybe some guys are higher or lower than I think, and then it just gets, you know, lower and lower and lower. But we will try and grab through all these uh, wide receivers and then um, hopefully move on to tight ends and then talk a little bit about DSTs, and then that's it. So let's start with my number one guy, the first tier, Number one overall, Tyreek Hill, then Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, and then Calvin Ridley. That's my tier ones. Tyreek Hill was my receiver one last year. He's this year again. He does stuff that no other wide receivers can do. He's got the best quarterback in the NFL. There's no downside besides injury. There's just no downsides. What are you going to do? Kind of feel the way about most of these guys in tier one. Maybe except Calvin Ridley because he's a little new to the scene. And Hopkins gets get a little bit older, but he's not there yet. Buffalo. He's got a good enough quarterback, who I don't like as much as everyone else does, but Stephon Diggs is the best rush runner. Maybe he has one of the best hands in the NFL. There's, you can't go wrong with him. Patrick Hopkins, another great receiver. Calvin, do I really need to say it? He's by himself with a bad defense, and Matt Ryan's still the quarterback who can be a top 12 quarterback any day of the week. Probably for, He might even be top 12 this year. It's hard to not like him, especially with the breakout last year. Now my tier two is Devontae Adams, number five, A.J. Brown, Allen Robinson, D.K. Metcalf. Another four. List of good wide receivers. I think you already know all the arguments for whether there. The reason Devonte is not like my number one or in the top tier is because I expect regression, just like I expect regression from Rodgers. Well, he's not. He's not in my top five. He's not in my top. I, mean, I think he's in my top eight. But uh, if he's not the number one guy or close number one guy like he was last year, then I don't think Devonte Adams will be still a good, uh, good receiver. No one else there to challenge him for anything really. So I'll get the targets, and that's fine. AJ Brown, if he was without Julio, and he might be for some time. We don't know what Julio is going to be like. There isn't a lot of depth behind Julio, really, to be honest. Josh Reynolds means nothing to me. But basically, if no other guys were there and it was just the A.J. Brown show, he'd probably be like my number two behind Tyree. He's just that good of a receiver. I love him, but he gets a little bit of a bump down with Julio being there. Alan Robinson, got the best quarterback of his career. I've been saying it all offseason. It's going to be great. DK Metcalf, another year in the league. Being DK Metcalf, what's what's not to like? Come on, he's got a great quarterback. Hopefully Eskridge will not take away too much from him, but will be a good enough supplement where they won't have won't be able to double-team DK like they do, I think, a decent amount of times and lock it. So hopefully that opens more stuff up for them in the passing game. I just like DK a lot. Now this is where we get into a little bit of maybe what people call surprise, but this is my tier 3, which is a long tier, and I... Believe that makes sense. But it is number nine all the way to number 17, starting with Amari Cooper, number nine. Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin, Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, T Higgins, Julio Jones, then Ronnie Robert Woods. Amari is that high because I believe he's the best receiver in Dallas. He's got one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, maybe one of the best, depending on that arm, though. It does worry me a little bit, but Amari has never been bad. He might go through stretches. He's 26 years old. He's the best receiver on the team. CeeDee Lamb has a cap if he plays on the slot, which I think he will with Gallup and Amari on the outside. Amari has all the ceiling in the world. And look, I'll be taking him, I have been taking him more than other people have, or later people have, and I'm fine with it. I love him. Godwin um, was injured last year. Was like wide receiver five the year before. I don't understand why he won't be repeating it with a guy like Tom Brady. I don't understand it. He was, Brady was good last year. Godwin was good last year. Just was injured. And that's why he's signed on people's boards. But you're dumb if you don't want to draft him in the top ten this year. I, I, I think he's that good. But you know, if you take him 15 or anything, I think that's a pretty fair place to put him. I, I think it's a little dumb, but like, I don't hate the fact that you can do that. I, I don't. Cup, um, good player. I love Matt Stafford, obviously, as y'all know. He's he's five spots ahead of my Robert Woods, so I like him more currently because I think it will get more targets, but it can be up in the air. I like both of them. If you want to switch them in your rankings, go ahead. I like these guys so much. Kean Allen, hate the quarterback, love the player. Best route runner outside of Diggs, I think. I'm going to say that, yeah. Best route runner outside of Diggs, for sure. Justin Jefferson, a little bit lower than I think most people have him, but, again, I'm expecting this a little bit of a sophomore slump, slump in terms of Justin Jefferson. is still very good, though, just like I had it drawn up. Because next is T. Higgins, who is, again, probably a little bit of a surprise, but I had Justin Jefferson and T. Higgins back-to-back, in my uh, rankings of the rookie class. I think they're both very, very good. I think T is going to be on the level of Justin Jefferson, and we might have to wait a year or two to see that happen, but I don't know. They're be throwing the ball a lot this year, and I don't know if Jamar Chase is going to be ready. So T Higgins, ride or die all the way. Julio's next. It's big boomer bust. He could finish top 10, or he could finish outside there with the injuries, or maybe just doesn't have it anymore, a la AJ Green. AJ Green, right? Yeah, AJ Green. Jeez, I don't know since i said that name. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like him, but... I like him a lot. I want to rank him higher. I want to take him to as many places as I can. But there's a lot of downside for sure. Robert Woods finishes out, you know, Matt Stafford, I have him as, what, my 5 or my 6th ranked quarterback. Huge fan. He's got to throw to someone. And Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are more than someone's. Big fans. So, they get in my Tier 3. They just eke it out. Then Tier 4 is a little small list. It's Tyler Lockett, number 18, DJ Moore, 19, then Mike Evans. Yeah, Evans and Godwin discrepancies bit, a little bit bigger than I initially thought would have happened but Evans is older he had the injury issues last year he caught a lot of touchdowns that I expect to regress because I don't I don't think touchdowns are consistent but he got over a thousand yards like he has pretty much every year he's I think pretty dang safe but with all the you know fancy expensive cool wide receivers you can get kind of feels a little lame to take him and with all the guys who could have upside I feel like 20 is the right spot even though you know maybe like Tyler Lockett Woods Julio t Justin don't finish in front of him even but he still probably finish around 20 i think because there'll be other guys who move up that you know will replace those guys i think but i could be wrong hopefully injury things are uh, way past hopefully that wide receiving group is completely healthy because dang they're gonna be good and i want to see it <laughs> and they're also not my conference so i don't care anyway um dj moore a lot of boomer bust there too Timmy ty lockett this must be like the boomer bust here because i i feel like these guys are similar they're good players they could get there. DJ Moore was ranked around here, was drafted around here last year, and I think he'll get better if he gets in the end zone, which is hard to predict, and I just don't understand why it doesn't happen for, for Moore. Um, more. I don't get it. But Tyler Lockett's also good, too. There's there's not much for me to discuss, really, with these guys. I think when we get into a little bit more, now we'll get into them, some of them now, it'll be you know, better. Not DJ Moore, but it'll just be better. <laughs> Alright, uh, now for 21, my tier 5, which is again, kind of big, we have Will Fuller, we got Juju, uh, Will Fuller is number 21, Juju Smith-Schuster is 22, then CeeDee Lamb, Chase Claypool, DJ Chark, and finishing out with Jerry Judy. Now, Will Fuller, I think is, I think he's my biggest guy that I'm the highest on T's, probably up there, and, and so is Amari, but Will Fuller's definitely the biggest guy for sure up here. Uh, he's People say he's boomer bust. I don't think that's true. If you watched the film last year, he seemed like a very complete receiver. Had a really good quarterback, but I think he's a pretty good quarterback in Miami. Has some other guys that will catch the ball, waddle, five. I don't know if Parker's going to really be there, and we'll talk about Parker later. But Will Fuller is a great receiver. He's a number one. If he's not hurt, he's probably going to be a top 12 guy, and I sincerely believe that. And if you watched the film last year, if you watch the Sean Watson throw to him, if you think is going to be good like I do, and like most people did before last year, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it besides the injury thing. And that's why he's not ranked. That's why he's in my tier 5. That's why he's not ranked above, like, DJ Moore and Evans and all those guys. Then next, I have Juju gets 100, targ- 100 catches every year, besides when he was injured. He was a top 12 pick not even two years ago or a year ago. I'm not ready to give up on Juju. I don't think you should either. Now, CD Lamb is up next. I think he's a cap on how good he's going to be if he's playing from the slot. I think that's just true. I think, you know, if you look at guys like... Lockett, I mean, he's the, he's the number, probably the number one slot guy they want to draft highly because he has those breakout games that are insane. He ends up with good numbers, and sometimes those are weak winners, and you need that, you know? But, like, I, I think CD has, you know, a, a lot, a little bit of a um, hype problem, too. People really love CD, and I'm just not there. I know he was drafted highly, he was touted highly, but he was never in my top five. I want to say he was, uh, he's never in my top three. I want to say he was four or five on my big board. He might have been behind Pittman. I just don't like that type of receiver. I wasn't sure it translated well in the NFL, but I did like him going to Dallas. I think he's in a really good spot there, which is great for him, but he has a cap. Don't draft him before before guys like Mike Evans, TJ Moore, Tyler Lockett, Robert Woods, Julio, T. I understand people want to draft him in front of Folio and Juju Smith-Huster, but because they have capped, you know, they have reasons for them not, not to be as high. The injuries, the... I guess lack of production last year, even though he had like 100 catches for Juju, but whatever, it is what it is, take CD at your own uh, risk, there's a lot of risk, and I'm not willing to do it with the amount of good players that go behind him, really. Um, then i got Chase Claypool, I've been rising on him, you know, honestly, I think like at the beginning of the year, he was down like 35 for me, he was a lot lower than this, but rewatching the film, I do like the player, Ben Roethlisberger is going to throw the ball a lot, like I said, if I have all these Pittsburgh guys ranked really high... You know, I mean, someone's <laughs> someone's got to do it. Uh, someone's got to throw him the ball, and that's Ben Roethlisberger most likely, and they're going to be good together. So, Chase Cleveland's high up. I think Pittsburgh's defense going to be worse again. It's going to be the same rationale for most of these Pittsburgh receivers, except for Juju, because he just catches the ball a lot, and I like that consistency. Fish around 22, makes a lot of sense to me. Um, DJ Chark is next. He's the best guy on the Jaguars roster. It's not even close for me. It shouldn't be close to anyone else. I don't know where this Marvin Jones hype is coming from. I get the Lovish Gushenold hype. He's young and looks good on a highlight film, Uh, but DJ Chark is the guy there. He is, and Trevor Lawrence can actually throw a deep ball, so he will get deep balls. That's what he's best at. He'll get 1,000 yards, no problem. I'm very, very happy to roster DJ Chark anywhere I can. And moving on to Jerry Judy to round off the, uh, the fifth tier. He's the best route runner of that 2020 class. Better than Jefferson, who is a really good route runner. Better than T. Higgins, who is a pretty good route runner himself. But Judy's the best. He doesn't have a good quarterback. That's why he's not ranked in my top 12. But if he... Did have a quarterback who could throw on the ball, man. He would shoot up to probably, probably around the Justin Jefferson, Teigen. So top fifteen, he'd probably be up there for sure. Sh- actually, would definitely be up there for sure. But doesn't have the quarterback to throw on the ball, especially deep, which is kind of annoying. But maybe Teddy take, takes the next step. You know, it does take a while sometimes for quarterbacks to mature and age. And just look at Matt Stafford, you know. But I like Judy's talent, so that's why he's there for me. Ahead of uh, Cortland Son, who I've been souring a little bit on, but still don't hate. We'll talk about him in the next year, actually. Yeah, the next tier is starting from number twenty-seven. Corey Davis. Here's he is tier six. Then Odell Beckham. Then Adam Thielen. Then Deontay Johnson. Then Brandon Cooks. Then Jalen Waddle. And finally, Cortland Sutton to round out the the tier. Corey Davis is a good receiver. He showed it last year. I know he's the number two, and people are concerned about that. I guess, but I'm not. Zach Wilson and him make a really really good combo with Mims and Moore in the slot. He's got a pretty good receiving group around him as well. So if you're afraid that you know he's going from Uh, a a good class to, or a good group to a worse group, I think you need to rethink that a little bit, to be honest. But people also don't like Zach Wilson, and I like him, so there's a lot of things working against him, but I believe all, I believe the opposite pretty much of anything going against him. He's a good player on an offense that will throw the ball a lot, with a good rookie quarterback. I'm excited, and you should be too. Odo Beckham is, I don't know what happened last year, I just don't know what happened last year. He's still a good player. The injury was there, there is an injury concern, he's getting a little bit up there in years, but He's still a good player if that talent doesn't go away, and it hasn't for Odell. Him and Baker just don't seem to connect, and that could still happen. There's a lot of variants here. I just don't want to be a part of it. Adam Thielen's next. I think he's taking step backs in, in his career, taking a second, uh, you know, second fiddle to Justin Jefferson. I don't think he'll catch as many touchdowns as he did last year. We'll see how we'll see what Kirk does with the COVID stuff. We'll see how long is a starter there. I think he'll probably start all year if they make the, especially if they're a playoff team, which they think they could be, but. Uh, with Eric Smith being out, it actually will help Adam feel in stock a little bit, but I'm not really that movable on him. I, th- I think he's trending downwards, and there's a lot of good guys around him, like Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Jalen Waddell, that I want to take the risk on because I think they're, they could be better players this year. Deontay Johnson, I'll say it again for the 15th time, he's a Pittsburgh guy, so he'll get the targets. He did drop a lot of passes, but I don't care. He's still a talented receiver. Cooks gets over 1,000 yards every year. What's that like? Houston's going to be throwing the ball all day. I don't care who's giving him the ball. Besides Tyrod Taylor, because he won't, Terah Taylor. Terah won't start the entire year. There's a 0% chance that happens. Maybe we'll see Watson. It's a good risk. It's a good, no, it's not a good risk. It's a risk we take when taking Brandon Cooks, or they'll trade him away and they'll get another quarterback to throw the wall who's better than, what, Davis Mills? Who I expect to be throwing the off for like two weeks. But, but he could be good too, you never know. Cooks is a very good receiver. I'm excited to see what he can do this year. He's being very undervalued in drafts, I think. Jalen Waddell I like. He's the He's the first rookie on here. Actually, uh, which shouldn't surprise people if you follow me on Twitter or listen to the podcast. I love Waddle, my number one receiver in the class. Went to a good team in Miami. Him and Will Fuller should dominate there. I don't want to take him super high all the time, to- all the time. I think this is maybe you know at, at the, the tip of where I want to take him. You know, around Sudden, and Robbie Anderson. Well, I didn't say Robbie Anderson, but he's an excellent on the list. You know, Brandon Cooks, Deontay Johnson. He he's definitely in that chatosphere. I think he's more than just a deep threat. Kind of like Fuller, and I like Fuller, so there you go. Now, Colton's been dropping a little bit on boards. The injury is a little bit concerning. I hope he's fully back from that. Teddy Bridgewater it's probably a good quarterback for him. Honestly, it's probably better than Drew Locke, but there are concerns. We've seen this <laughs> happen last year, and I I, I want to make sure he's fully healthy before I rank him higher. And, you know, he's risky, but like I've been saying with the other risky guys like Cooks and... You know, Thielen, guys are getting a little bit, you know, have the risky things, whether it's age or touchdown regression or injury. I just think there are more talented guys there that, or not maybe more talented. There are talented guys there who have less concerns that I'm more interested in. But my next tier is number, starting with number 34, Robbie Anderson. He's a tier seven guy. We're on tier seven. It goes Robbie Anderson, Kenny Galladay, Tyler Board, Michael Pittman Jr., Tyler Boyd, (laughs) Michael Pittman Jr., and then Devonta Smith. That rounds out the tier. Number 38. Um. Yeah. All right. Back into it. Talking about Robbie Anderson. Now this tier, the tier seven, with Anderson, golly Boyd. You know the guys here. Um. It's it's a tough one. I. <laughs> I want to say these guys are undervalued, but I have them ranked pretty low. You know, it's, it's it's a little bit of a tough situation here because I like Robbie Anderson, although I worry Terrence Marshall will get a lot of work and he'll be kind of a factor involved. Um, but he was good last year, Robbie. He finally got out of the gate system. He's back with Darnold, which I don't know if it's better or worse than uh, Teddy Bridgewater, but I'm hoping it's better. I like Matt Rule. Again, uh, I'll say it a billion times. I think he knows what he's doing. I think he's got a quarterback he really likes. So, I mean, they traded for him. They didn't draft one when they could have, so kind of feels like maybe rob anderson might be okay but he was really good last year i mean just the lack of touchdowns you know really impacted his final finish but he had over a thousand yards i think he only had four touchdowns So similar thing to dj moore hopefully carolina scores more touchdowns with their wide receivers this year um but i mean i still like him like a lot of these guys in this tier i really like like i like kenny dolly a lot he's a really good receiver hopefully the injury isn't bothering him too much right now i know he was injured pretty much all of last year but he went to a way worse situation with the giants good defense bad quarterback bad offensive line if, if, we're, if we're going by like s- how skilled these players are, so yeah, I mean he'd be like top 24 for sure, but he's not in a good team, not in a good situation. He's got a lot of receivers on the Giants that could even eat into his time. I like it, Arius Tony. I like Slayton. Apparently, Sterling Shepard isn't going anywhere. So this is kind of—it kind of sucks. That's why I have to rank him this low. But look, I wouldn't be surprised—I'll uh, I'll say it probably again, but wouldn't be surprised if Galladay, Anderson, Boyd, Pittman, Devontae Smith all exceeded this. Absolutely exceeded this. What I have right here, but I just like the guys in front a little bit better. You know, that's just kind of how it is. Uh, Tyler Boyd, says he's gonna throw a lot. He's the under guy. Catch close to 100 balls. There's nothing wrong with that. My wide receiver three, thirty-six, 36. I think that's pretty chill, pretty easy. Uh, Michael Pittman, huge fan of the talent last year. Still a fan. He was injured. He dealt with Philip Rivers. We'll see how good. Uh, see how good Wentz is. But it doesn't really matter to me. Even if Easton's throwing the ball, I love Pittman. He's a great receiver. He's going to show that he's just as good as the phylum of Jerry Judy. Yeah, he's a little bit below Judy T and Jefferson, if I remember. But he's definitely up there with the CD Lambs of the world. And if you're drafting CD top 12, you better be in on Michael Pittman in your top 36, even though he's 37 for me, or even higher, I think. Pittman has that kind of potential, for sure. I think Indianapolis' defense is a lot worse than people think. Their secondary is really bad. I'm, I'm not a fan. I mean, they had to draft a lot of guys to get edge rushers because they literally had zero competent ones on the roster after Houston, after Justin Houston left. I shouldn't say Houston. talking about Indianapolis because it sounds like I'm talking about the team. But still, I, I like Pittman. I like him a lot. Oop. Sorry, I gotta real quick do something. Perfect. Okay, cool. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we are on to Devonta Smith, my second favorite receiver in this draft class. Went to Philly, which is good because he'll be the alpha there. He'll be the number one, the true number one there. I don't think Rigger w- was ever going to be a number one, which is why I didn't like him in the first round last year. But I think he'd be a fine number two Rigger, we'll talk about him a little bit later. But I like I, I like Devonta Smith a lot. I don't care that he's small. I-, I don't care about any of that. He gets open. He's a good. Ra- he's a really good route runner. I, just, I worry a little bit about Hurts. I think that rookies, it can be kind of tough to judge them anyway, so I think 38 is about right for him. All right, moving on to the next tier, which is a bigger tier and one where probably have a lot of arguments or probably a lot of people would be like, what the fuck are you doing? We'll see. Starting off 39, it's Jamar Chase, then Debo Samuel, then Antonio Brown, Jarvis Landry, Denzel Mims, Brandon Ayuk, Amon Ross St. Brown, Levishka Chenault, and that was number 46, which is the last part of tier 8 for me. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to talk about here, I guess. Um, Probably. (laughs) Uh, Jamar Chase, I like him a lot in Dynasty. I think he's probably... Still probably my number three in Dynasty for wide receivers. Because I really want to see him what he's like on a football field, especially on the NFL level. But I I think he's going to start out slow, if he even gets good this year. So I'm just really not interested that much in him. He could be lower, honestly. Because he's really talented. He was talented when we saw him play, but that was two years ago. I saw some sluggish routes on film. I... I don't want to go down like a Jamarcus Russell like thing with him, because Jamar is obviously talented, and so is Jamarcus, but I want to see the effort, I want to see it play out on the field before I even think about taking a chance on Jamar, and I know where I have him ranked, I'm never going to get him, and that's totally fine by me. I'll take my chances with other guys. Debo Samuel's up next. I think he's the best San Francisco receiver out there besides Kittle. I I, I think we'll talk about Ayuk in a second, but Debo's the, the, my favorite guy in there. He works really well in the system, so does Ayuk. But, you know, these San Fran guys, I, I think they'll be running the ball a lot more than they'll be throwing the ball. I mean, maybe they'll run with Debo and, and Ayuk, which, you know, they definitely can. But I, I don't expect them to throw the ball too much, which is why these guys are a little bit lower. But I like both receivers-ish. Uh, Antonio Brown, I, I don't know how many games he's going to play. He's still really talented. I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to watch film or, or know anyone who watch films who says Antonio Brown has lost everything. He's probably lost a few steps, which is fine. It makes sense. He's getting older. But he's still really good. Being on Tampa Bay sucks. I like taking a chance on him. I really do. I just worry about him being a head case because of Vontaze Perfect. And I, I just can't take him higher than the other guys did. There's just no way. I, I struggle to rank these guys because they're all pretty good, and I like a lot of them. And I have a lot of these guys on our teams, but I just can't rank them in front of other guys because I don't think they're as good. It's still tough. I still like them. Look, Antonio Brown, uh, Mike Evans, and Godwin could all finish in the top 24. It's definitely possible. They're all talented enough for that. 100%. But... Yeah, I like Pittman's chances better being on the team. I like Devonta uh, Smith's chances better being, you know, the alpha or the number one on his team. Same with Pittman, same with Galladay, Waddle. was not the alpha, but he's still a really good player. You know, Cooks, all these guys, I just I think they're in better situations, really. But it still wouldn't be surprising that Tony Brown just breaks out. Maybe one of the other receivers gets hurt like they did last year, and he just takes over. That's totally possible. It's a risky pick, and that's why I don't like ranks as much, because... Man, I just, I don't know what to, I don't know how to rank him. (laughs) I just don't know how to do it, because he has such a wide range of outcomes. Like, a lot of these receivers do, really, because they're all pretty good. Or at least I think they're all pretty good. Um, let's see. We've got who next? Jarvis Landry. Yeah, he's just kind of not exciting, getting a little bit older. I really, I think he should work well with Baker on the play action, because Baker's so good on play action. They use play action a lot. I feel like he should be better, but he's just kind of, he's kind of getting into, like, Jarvis Landry Jag territory, where he catches, like, 80 balls for, like, 900 yards, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm satisfied for that for, like, my number four wide receiver. That's where I have him ranked. Now, the next one up is Denzel Mims. (laughs) Still believe. I don't care about any of the coach talk. He'll be the number two on the receiver behind Corey Davis, or in front of Corey Davis, even. He's that good of a player. That's kind of all I have to say about it. He's a really good player, and people doubting him are dumb. If the Jets coaching staff doubts him, they are also dumb. And I don't think they're that stupid to have Mims like that, especially with Wilson. Him and Wilson are such a good combo—the speed and the catch radius and the accuracy of, of Wilson placing the ball wherever he needs to be—it's—it it, just—it's a match made him. I love it. I have Mims pretty much everywhere because no one's taking him this high, so he's my guy. I'll take him. I love it. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is next, and I get it. People have him like in the top twenty, top twenty-five, probably. I am a thousand percent not there. It's not close for me. I ain't there. He was good last year without everyone else. And he did have a backup quarterback throwing the ball, and he didn't look that bad doing it, but I didn't like the talent coming out of college. Still not a huge fan of the talent. I think he's a little more gimmicky than people were expecting, and people thought he was kind of gimmicky anyway. I I think the right running actually kind of improved, which is nice. But Debo's a better receiver. So is Kittle a better receiver. Uh, Kittle is a better receiver as well, even though he's a tight end. And I think they'll run the ball more I just don't see a lot of spaces unless everyone gets injured again where Ayuk is like a top 20 guy. I'm just not ready to take that chance. I don't love the talent. Sorry. All right. We are moving on to Amon Ross St. Brown. I wanted to rank Amon Ross St. Brown over Ayuk because he's the number one on Detroit. They don't have a defense. It's broken. He should be able to get the ball a lot. He's a good receiver. I don't know how he fell that low in the draft. It it, it boggles my mind. Amon Ross is a good receiver. You're going to want him on your team. You're going to regret not drafting him. Levis Kishnoltz next, and this is my next guy receiver after I ranked... Uh, what did I rank? Chark is 25, so I think there's a big difference. I'm still not bought in. I... W- okay, I want to catch this a little bit, because I think he's a pretty good receiver. I saw some good things, some pretty good contested catch. I like how he uses his body. They use him, like, once or twice a game to run the ball. I think that's good opportunity. He's the number two on the team, for sure. It's not Marvin Jones, in my opinion. In my opinion, is correct, because I watch this team more than anyone else's on Twitter ever, I think, <laughs> so I think I know what I'm talking about a little bit more, but, uh, I just, I don't think it's all there yet, and I still think he is, like, a capped upside, which is why I like guys who have more upside a little bit higher, like, you know, St. Brown, who's right in front of him, I like Debo a lot more, uh, because he's just a better receiver, Devontae Smith has more opportunity, there's just, there's guys that I like in front of him that I, I just can't I, I can't. I can't take him front. He's he's an okay receiver. He has your number three? Maybe your number four. I like him there. I think it's fine. I'm just not willing to go any higher. I think he could get better, but maybe not this year. They will throw the ball on Jacksonville though. So maybe I'm underestimating the amount of the pass catchers. But I do think that other guys will be involved. And I think James Robinson does catch the ball a decent amount too. They have no tight end, so I don't expect them to throw the ball ever to the tight end. So I mean, maybe the receivers can get there. I'm just. I'm, it's not all there for me for Vishka yet. All right, from number 47, tier number 9, we've got Gallup, Tylen Wallace, T.Y. Hilton, Curtis Samuel, Elijah Moore, Jacoby Myers. Uh, Gallup kind of was bad at the end of the year, had a few good games. It, I think you know what you get when you get Gallup, but this is the third year or fourth year for him. If we have a full year of Dak Prescott, he could reach top 30. He could get there for sure. The whole entire squad could get there, honestly. I just... Think they're less risky options. He's pretty risky for me now. Tylen Wallace is probably a surprise um, because, yeah, I mean, he was the fourth round receiver, and Bateman was the number one, or he was the third round receiver. Bateman was the number one. I know Bateman was in the first round, but whatever. Tylen came after. But I want to say fourth round receiver. He's still talented. I, I had a, I had Bateman and him pretty close. I think only like three or four spots away in my wide receiver rankings. And there's going to be another outside guy to take catches. Uh, well, not take catches away from Hollywood Brown, but to help Lamar drive the ball downfield, and be a better passer. I think Tyler Wallace is, can be just as good as Rashad Bateman, especially this year. I don't know. Bateman, he's injured now. It's going to be a little tough, but I like him a lot. Tyler Wallace is a good player. Don't sleep on him. Now, T.Y. is hurt, so I get this is a little bit high of a ranking, but he was good last year, and if he's able to get past this injury and is able to get back on the field, we could see another second-half boom like he had last year, and I'm, I'm into that. I am. I think Indianapolis will be throwing the ball a lot. I don't hate the quarterback spread, uh, Michael Pittman's a good number one to take away coverage from T.Y. Hilton, and plus the wide receiving cores are really, really bad outside of those two, T.Y. and, uh, and, um, excuse me, what's his name? Uh, Pittman, so. I, I like T.Y. a decent amount. Plus, I think if are going to be bad, so we'll be throwing ball a lot. Maybe more to the running backs than the wide receivers, but still. Curtis Samuel's next, 50. Uh, he was in more of a credit situation than I thought. I, I watched him some good receivers like Sims and Yandy Golden that I, I liked a decent amount. So I guess this is not as bad of a position as I thought it might have been, but I, I do... I I think he... I think Curtis Samuel isn't as good as the numbers suggest. I, I think he's like a 700-yard receiver, especially in Washington, where they have a good defense and smash the ball with uh, Antonio Gibson, possibly, or, or probably even. It It's, it's tough for me. I, I say that a lot because I don't really know how to rank these guys sometimes, but Curtis Samuel is... Like a worse version of Gallup, because he'll be a little more spiky, and I don't know how Ron Rivera, I mean, he got his boy back, but I don't know how he's going to use him. I hope in a, in the correct way where he, he gets the ball on kind of weird routes and stuff like that, but we'll see if we get Fitzmagic or not Fitzmagic. There's a lot of ifs there that don't even revolve around him, and I'm not even sure how good it'll be. he is as a talent in a kind of crowded Washington group, especially with McKissick catching 100 balls or getting 100 targets, which I expect him to get similar this year. So, yeah who, uh, Elijah Moore, yeah, uh, third best receiver on the Jets, my fourth, fifth best receiver in my uh, rookie rankings, I like him a lot, I like Zach Wilson, a slot guy should do really well for Zach, he basically made Dax Malign last year, and he got drafted, so hopefully he can do the same with Elijah Moore, I think he just be throwing a lot, and I like him. All right, Jacoby Myers is next. He might need to be a little bit higher now that I'm looking at this again. And he might be by the time I, I have my final, final rankings right before the season starts. But you need this again before, you know, I want to get this out before drafts happen over Labor Day weekend and before they happen, uh, like, right before the season. So, got to get it out now. But Jacoby Myers is a good player. He's got Mac Jones throwing the ball. This If, if this was Cam throwing the ball, Jacoby mm, would be ranked, like, 70 for me or something like that. He was the best receiver on the Patriots last year. He is still the best receiver on the Patriots. If you expect Mac Jones to do well, besides throwing the tight ends and possibly James White or Ramondre Stevens or the running backs, you have to be in on Jacoby Myers. He is the best receiver there. I don't care about Nelson Aguilar at all. He was good with Cam, and that's hard to say. So is Damir Bird, too. Keep an eye on him. All right, next. Uh 53 is Dwayne Eskridge. Then 54 is Michael Thomas. 55, Cole Beasley, Kadarius Toney, Terrace Marshall. Russell Gage, Rondell Moore, and Jalen Rager at 60. That's my tier 10. Eskridge is the outside receiver for Seattle. He could have success with TK taking coverage, with Tyler Lockett. This could be a 3 headed monster, just like we see in Dallas, just like we see in Tampa Bay, and uh, maybe Jacksonville. There's other teams that are less good, but still, or even Carolina. We'll talk about Terrence Marshall. I think Eskridge is a good outside receiver. I think he's getting little to no hype, and I think people are missing out. I like a lot of what I saw on film, and he's going to get that job outside. So I'm excited to see what him and Russ can do. Michael Thomas is next. He's down here because he's hurt. You know what he is. Slant Boy, good. He'll be good with Jameis. He'll be good with Taysom. Doesn't matter to me. Cole Beasley is really good with Josh Allen. I worry about him with the COVID stuff, but worry is an interesting word, but I think he might miss time with COVID possibly. I think he's good with Allen, but I also worry about the guy that brought in emmanuel sanders who's also kind of like a slot guy who i think will benefit from josh allen's rocket arm because he's got good hands um next is Kadarius tony he is <laughs> this is another tough rank for me too he could finish this he could fin- he might even be like the second or third best wide receiver in the strap class this year he's so special i know he's been hurt he's missed a lot of camp it's been weird for him for sure but he's still over talented look i don't really like the big boom bust guys who can do a lot with like their legs and and all that kind of stuff. And it's weird that I have Waddle and Tony high this year, but what I saw in film was not undeniable, but really good. And I'm surprised people aren't as high in this first round draft pick as I am. I'm really surprised. All right, Terrace Marshall up next. He's going to be in the slot, worked really well in the slot in college at LSU. Yeah, LSU. I like a lot of what I saw in film and it might be tough, especially with touchdowns, not going around in Carolina. For there to be a third receiver that's good there, because he isn't as good as Robbie Anderson, and he isn't as good as DJ Moore. But he's still a pretty good receiver. I'm curious to see how this offense works, and I'm willing to take a chance on Marshall. Now, Russell Gage, he's another one that I I liked him last year. I was big in Russell Gage last year. Didn't really work out. Julio left, but they got Pitts. Is he the number three option again? I think he needs two stronger saves than the outside for him to succeed. And maybe Pitts will be like that, but if not, I don't know, Russell Gage. Not super interested. Yeah, I can I can say that with a lot of confidence. Uh, I don't hate him as a late-round flyer, because maybe he's gotten better. You know, he's taken some time. He's got a lot of snaps in the past few years. Maybe he'll be better. Who knows? Um, the defense still isn't fixed in Atlanta, so at least i will throw the ball. Rondo Moore. This this guy is like a real Boomer Buscat, like a traditional big guy from like, <laughs> not big guy, Boomer bus guy. he's pretty small, from Purdue. I think Arizona can do some fun stuff with him. I just wish they didn't have like eight other wide receivers like A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, and, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins to contend with him. I mean, I like the pick for Arizona. I think he's a, he's a pretty good player that can provide some interesting things that Kirk and A.J. Green definitely cannot do. But I don't know how much he sees the field. I don't know if he's actually even going to be that good because I was worried. I, saw some, I didn't see some great stuff on tape, although I didn't get too much Purdue tape, to be honest. He was definitely iffy, but I'm willing to take a chance late round Honestly, more than than Rager at least. Uh, who's next, Jalen Rager? He's number two on the team. I don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be like. I think they'll be a bad team. I think they'll be under seven or eight wins. So at least they'll throw the ball, and he looked pretty good last year going to the end with with um with actually Hertz's quarterback. But I don't know what to make of Hertz. He was pretty up and down. So it's definitely holding me back from Philadelphia receivers. All right, moving on. Next we have. Number 61, Marquise Brown, tier 11. Then Darius Layton, Quintus Cephas, Rashad Bateman, Devonte Parker, Mecole Hardman. That's my tier 11. Yeah, a lot of... This is kind of just like throwing shit at the wall, see if it sticks. Um, Marquise Brown had one good year with Lamar in his MVP season. He, he broke out pretty fast. It was nice. He's... Him and Lamar don't see, weren't on the same page last year. He was open a lot. Lamar kind of missed him, which is... Not difficult for me to admit as a Lamar fan, but maybe Lamar just doesn't have the greatest deep ball, and that kind of sucks, because I think Marquise Brown's a pretty good player. He does a great job of stretching the field, which is really what Baltimore needs. I just, I hope Lamar's able to work on his deep ball. If not, this is about right for uh, Marquise Brown. Darius Slayton, I like him a lot more than Sterling Shepard, as you can tell, but not as much as Darius Tony or Kenny Galladay. That's why he's kind of buried here. He's a pretty good player. I could see him finishing higher. I really could. He might. But I can't take him in front of the other guys with the upset that they have. I don't know how much upside he has in this uh, Giants offense where he won't separate himself from the rest of the competition as much as the other guys could. Next up is Quincy Cephas. He is another, uh, you know, shot in the dark. He was good week one last year. He had a really, really bad quarterback in college. He's probably got the best quarterback that's ever thrown to him in Jared Goff, so maybe something fucking happened. It's a Darthar. Yeah, Rashard Bateman will start on the IR, or the PUP. I think it's four games he'll miss. Sucks. I liked him. Tyler Wallace gets the job now. Maybe he doesn't recover. Maybe he does. Maybe he's as good as that first-round tag. We'll wait and see. I don't think Devontae Parker's good. He's my next guy up there. I think he's the odd man out in uh, in Miami, especially on the outside, although they might work Waddle and Fuller inside. I just I don't think he's ever been that good, and he wasn't that good last year. He only had one maybe okay. Was it even 1,000 yards? I don't even think it was a 1,000 yards a year. Two is a good player, though, so maybe he elevates Devontae. Nico's the last guy. He's still the number two on Kansas City. Maybe he figures it out this year. Maybe he doesn't. He can take the chance, but I'll take the chance on other guys before him. Now, number 67, and with the second to last tier, we've got James Washington, Emmanuel Sanders, Henry Ruggs, Marvin Jones Jr., and Van Jefferson. Yeah, uh, you know, the fourth wide receiver is kind of weird. I think Pittsburgh is the only team I have, like, four wide receivers ranked in my top 78. (laughs) It's pretty weird, honestly. I don't know how to feel about it. But <laughs> I mean, here it is. I guess uh, he's not a bad player. I feel like they've been molding him for a while. If any of those guys go down, or maybe they throw throw out a lot of what, four wide receiver sets. I doubt it because they draft a and they still use Ebron. But maybe they do, or maybe he gets involved a little bit more. Maybe there's a time slip between one of the other guys for some reason. I, I like the upside there. He's, he's talented and better. He's more talented than this ranking suggests. I'll say that. Now, Emmanuel Sanders, I mentioned a little bit before. Him and Cole Beasley will split time probably in the slot, or, or they'll split time catching the ball in the slot at least. So I'm not super interested, but I like that they have Josh Allen throwing them the ball. Henry Ruggs is the worst Las Vegas receiver, or second, or second. not as good, he's not the first wide receiver, actually, he's the second wide receiver on that team. Uh, Derek Carr's deep balls, whatever, he, you ask any Raiders fan, tell me he's a checkdown guy, I don't really believe that, especially last year, that wasn't true. Ruggs just kind of is a mitchman, he's a weird... We're part of this team. Maybe he stretches the field more and just doesn't show up in fantasy. I just don't think he's that good in fantasy, you know? Van Jefferson's the last guy. I think he's better on this tier, number 71. And the last guy in tier 12 before the last tier. A lot of last year. Van Jefferson, man. Second round pick last year. Better than Tutu Atwell, I think. we Will stay on the field more because he can block. We'll see if he turns that into catches. Uh, all right. Number 72, tier 13, the last tier. Alan Lazard, number 73, Christian Kirk. Then Gabriel Davis, Sterling Shepard, Olmede Zacchaeus, Mike Williams, and 78 is Nelson Frickin' Aguilor. uh I'm just going to sum this up. These are all dart throws for me. I don't really like Gabriel Davis. Mike Williams might be done, but I'll give him a shot at some point. These are all dart throws. You can tell that. I know that. You know that. We all know that. So that's going to be it for wide receivers. We're now moving on to tight ends. Uh, the first two, I think, are pretty chalk. First three, maybe four even, or chalk, but we'll get into it. Remember, this is always half-point PPR stuff. I like explaining these ranks more than I like the actual rankings, because there's just a wide range of outcomes. I'd rather just say who I like and who I dislike at these things, you know? Especially at their ADP, which I might actually do in a tweet, so we'll check it out. Now, number one, there are two guys in Tier two, tier 1. I wonder who you, uh, who you guys think that is. It's actually Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, not Darren Waller. Kittle... Might be Kittle probably. I, I could I honestly see Kittle being the number one tight end this year, and it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. I beat out the other guys by like 30 points. I wouldn't be surprised. He's a great player. If you get him in the third round, you're taking candy for him, baby. Now, number three is Darren Waller. He's in a all by himself, tier two. Best receiver in Las Vegas gets the ball a lot. What's not to like? Mark Andrews is after that. He's in his own tier as well, tier three. I don't know why people are giving up on him. They use tight ends all the time, they use like three tight ends. He's always on the field. Lamar's still a good passer. Don't get him in the fifth round and be pretty happy about it, okay? Don't, don't complain about taking him, please. That really makes me angry. <laughs> uh, now, 2 four is a little bit bigger. We've got four guys in it. Starting at number five is TJ Hawkinson, and six is Noah Fant, seven is Dallas Goddard, eight is Mike Osecki. Yeah, Fant and Hawkinson are pretty much there. That's pretty chalk. Um, I think Fant is a better player than Hawkinson because he blocks better, but Dever has a worse quarterback than Detroit. Detroit will be throwing them all, probably more than Denver will, considering they drafted Javante, and they still have uh, Melvin Gordon, and they have a really good defense. So, I mean, Fan will be in, because he's a good blocker still, too, but maybe they'll ask him to block more than he catches, especially compared to Hawkinson. These guys are always going to be linked, same draft. They're both really good. I like All Alright, yeah, number seven is Dallas Goddard. He's probably, like, the fourth most talented tight end in the NFL. He just has to deal with uh, Ertz, still being there. There was a report yesterday or some, some conversation that he had that he wants to retire an Eagle. I don't know what that means. I don't really read into that too much, but there haven't really been any signs of him being traded. That was, like, the last thing I heard about him. So, maybe I get traded to the Bills halfway through the season if they're struggling. Both teams, maybe even. I just like the talent, so that's why I was ranked high. Mike Seki's next. I love the talent. He's finally coming into his own I think with Tua, he'll be even better. I don't know why people aren't screaming, like, if, if they think Tua's just a check-down guy and throw the ball deep, he never does any of that stuff. Why aren't you so high on Gusecki? I, I don't understand that at all. It really doesn't make any sense to me. All right, number nine, starting off tier five, is Kyle Pitts, then Robert Tanyan, then Tyler Higbee. Yeah, Pitts is low here. I, I get it. But he's a rookie tight end. He might not be the traditional rookie tight end because he might not be in line all the time. But still, he's a rookie tight end. It's tough for me to rank him in my top ten, but... This is definitely about appropriate for me. To be honest, I've been taking him in drafts, though, just because of the upside, and I, I, I like it-ish, but I'm not taking him anywhere near the fourth round, anywhere near the fifth round. Sixth round and on, or not anywhere near the fourth, but not anywhere near the fourth, fifth round's getting closer, sixth round's just about right, and I've taken him in the sixth and seventh round and been pretty happy about it, honestly. In, in two quarterback leagues, I've done this, too, but the quarterbacks haven't gone too far, so I guess maybe it's, like, early sixth. I like him around there, or seventh, in, like, a smaller league that you can get some that you, you know, fill up your other guys first. Like, if you fill up running backs, you fill up wide receiver, you fill up another flex, and maybe another flex, and then you take him, I think that's great. And that's what I've done a few times, and I'm very happy with it, because there's so much potential there. I love the player. Like, I don't hate the player just because I'm ranking ninth. I just don't think he'll, he'll outperform his ADP, which is like 48 or some shit. It's insane. All right, Tanyan's next. He's got one of the best quarterbacks of all time throwing him the ball, and no, one, no other competition besides maybe Lazard and probably Adams, but still like him. Good player. Higby's next, he's, I, I I don't know why, this is just an easy one for me, I got Higby, he's basically the guy, if I don't get any of my top guys, I'm going to wait, probably, to draft a uh, tight end, and Higby's the guy I'm getting a lot, because I, I mean, he's on the Rams, the Rams run a lot of tight end screens, and tight ends never really get the ball, they don't get as many targets as Robert Tanya, or, I'm sorry, Tyler Higby is in line to see, because uh, uh, Everett left, so I, this is just a no-brainer for me. It's a no-brainer, honestly. You know, most tight, most tight ends are touchdown-dependent. I don't think he is, because he gets those screens, and McVay likes to run those weird things with tight ends, which I hate tight end screens, but whatever. I'll, I'll take the points with Higby. All right, tier six, number 12, is Jono Smith, Austin Hooper, Irv Smith Jr. I have to I have to move that one down. We'll take Irv out of the conversation now. It's Jono Smith, Austin Hooper, Hunter Henry, Zach Ertz. I like Jono as the best of England uh, tight end. I think that's pretty clear. Mac Jones will throw him a decent amount. Don't count on Hunter Henry. I could see him finishing in front, but I like John a little bit more. He's more of a traditional tight end that doesn't get hurt and will block better than Hunter Henry. So I think doing a little one to use him because I know Belichick loves to use tight ends to block. So he'll probably be in more, but they will run a lot of two tight end sets. So you know Hunter Henry and him are pretty linked. I don't need to speak on Hunter Henry that much anymore. All right, Austin Hooper. Just outside my top 12. I don't know why people are fading him. He was a top 12 guy last year. Baker's good in play action. They're going to run the ball a lot. But they're probably going to pass short to their tight end a decent amount too. He's touchdown independent like a lot of these guys at this point. But I don't know. It's time to a big deal. He's a good player. I don't know why you'd fade him. It just it just seems to fit. All right, we're skipping over Herb, skipping over Hunter Henry, and we're going to do Zach Ertz, number sixteen, which is pretty high. Uh, this is this is on the assumption that he gets traded. I still feel like he'll get traded this year, so that's why he's higher. He's still a very talented player. I watched the film last year. He still got it. Maybe not as much as he used to, but he still got it. He still got his moves. Number 17 in the next tier is Logan Thomas, followed by Jared Cook, Blake Jarwin, Anthony Erkser. Logan Thomas, he signed a big deal. I'm still not bought in, but Washington might be, so that's why he's not ranked like 25th for me. I think he can be good. Just, you know, wait on him. I don't really want to take him too high. I'd rather have the other guys in front of him. I just don't know how good he actually is, you know? All right, Jared Cook's next. I think he's the best... Chargers tight end there, and he's got like 600 yards back-to-back. He's pretty solid. If you need a solid tight end late, you could do a lot worse than Jared Cook. Blake Jarwin, you know, this is a a guy who... This is a guy. It's definitely a guy. I'm just not sure that he's going to, you know, come back and be what we thought he was going to be last year. Maybe he will be, but I'm not really to take that risk. I like the other guys more than him. Hopefully Dak is healthy, too. There's just a lot of ifs there. They have a lot of other good, way better players, honestly, so it's a little tough, Andy the I like Tannehill, I like that he's gonna get the start whenever he's healthy I don't overthink it <laughs> Cole Komet is up next for 21, start of tier 8 then Hayden Hurst, OJ Howard Gerald Everett, and Adam Trotman uh, yeah, Cole Komet is, I think ready to take over for Jimmy Graham, which should make sense But maybe he blocks a little bit more, which is why he's not higher. I still think he's a really talented player. Maybe the Bears' passing offense isn't that good. Maybe they throw receivers more than tight ends. But I like the talent a lot, and I bet on talent with Cole Komet for sure. Hayden Hurst is next. And the reason he's this size is because obviously he's not the starting tight end when Pitts is there. Obviously. But Pitts is another position. He's a rookie tight end. If he's going outside, Hurst is going to be inside in line. I still like him. He finished the top 12 uh, tight end last year. It was more of a compiling thing, but... I liked him in Baltimore. I've always liked the talent. Think he's still going to be good in Atlanta. All right, OJ Howard. You'll see that he's in front of Rob Gronkowski here because he's the better tight end. He was the better tight end last year before he went down with an injury, and obviously injuries are always a concern with OJ Howard. So if he gets hurt, it sucks. That's why he's ranked lower for me. But He's on a great offense. He should be the starting tight end. I I, I don't see a reason not to take a chance on him when we're at this point in the draft. You're looking at tight ends. Gerald Everett. I don't hate the talent. I don't know how Seattle uses their tight ends. They've always been hurt or just, you know, they replace them. So I- I've never really seen like a full season with one guy as a tight end for Seattle in a long time. So I just don't know how to rank him. I don't hate Everett as a talent. I think he's okay, but it's probably just a jag. We'll see what Seattle does with him. I'm, I'm just not sure. Adam Troutman's next. I would have liked this a lot better if the quarterback wasn't James Winston. It's kind of what I'll say about Charmin. I think he's an okay player. All right, finishing out the last tier, tier 9, number 26, Dan Arnold, number 27, Eric Ebron, 28, Pat Firemouth, 29, Rob Gronkowski, and 30, Evan Ingram. Dan Arnold is a guy you got to keep your eye on. I don't know why Arizona let him go, but Carolina barely used the wide, uh, tight end position last year when I thought it was going to be my favorite. Not Ian Gold. That was a linebacker for Denver. What's his name? It's Ian's- Ian Thomas. I expected him to be good last year. I expect Arnold, uh, Arnold to fill in here. I think he's a way better player than uh, than Ian Thomas. I don't know why Arizona let him go. This is a good pickup for Carolina. I'm trusting Rule again. Get down Arnold if you want him. Eric Ebron and Pat Frymuth are next. I would rank Pat Frymuth a lot higher if he wasn't a, a, a freshman, if he wasn't a rookie. He's really talented. He's way more baby Gronk. I mean, right in front of Gronk, too. That's funny. I didn't realize that. Uh, he's more talented than Ebron. He's just got to win the position. It's it's his rookie year. I can't trust rookie tight ends, and neither should you. Gronk is lower because I don't think he's that good anymore. I mean, he got to rest a lot in the early season because he was playing behind O.J. Howard, and he was good in the playoffs. He was good with Brady, but good ish with Brady. Good enough with Brady. Brady makes him good, <coughs> and he likes him. I get it. They're friends. Whatever. I don't want to be involved with Gronk this year. Just no thanks. Uh, Evan Ingram's the last one. He was a pro bowler last year, but he drops a billion balls, and he shouldn't really be catching for them. I don't know why he's still on the team. I guess because of some weird loyalty memes. Whatever. That's the end of tight ends. Now we'll finally, reluctantly maybe, move on to DSTs. Uh, It's going to take a little bit to discuss all this, I guess. So I'm just going to run through the tiers. I don't want to spend too, too much time on these. I just want to run through the tiers, and I'll tell you real quick why, I guess. We'll we'll try and make this one a little bit quicker. All right. Number one and tier one is the football team, then the Buccaneers, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Browns. These teams are all deep with good pass rushers, good secondaries. That's, what else could you look for? You know, honestly, what else could you look for? Washington and Tampa Bay are are so fucking, and the Patriots even. (laughs) Okay, they're all deep. I'm looking at them like, oh, they're deep. They're deep. They're deep. Yeah, I just said they're deep. All these defenses are deep at pass rush. Denver is definitely a deep cornerback, but they might be trading away Callahan or something. I saw Patriots, you know, don't have Gilmore for a little bit, but they traded for a guy from Baltimore who, Sean Wade, who was had a really good season in 2019, did not have a good in 2020, was really bad. I didn't like him, but look, if he's going on the Patriots and they wanted him and they gave up something to get him, maybe he's better than I think. Um, the Browns are going to eat so much this year. Their defensive line is so stacked. They had to put curves we don't on the practice, on the practice squad because their defensive line is so good. It's, it's They're really good. They got a good secondary, too. I like Greedy still. I know he was hurt last year. And people forgot about him, but he's still good. They got Josh Johnson, who's a great safety from the Rams. I don't know what to... <laughs> there's not much for me to say. Denver has a great pass rush, too. we hopefully getting Vaughn and Chubb together again. That's going to be great. They have three really good safeties. Uh, one's a rookie that I really like, and their cornerback is so deep. I, it's kind of ridiculous. There are a lot of holes in these defense, and I don't, I don't think they're, I don't think there's any reason not to take these guys, but I mean, you want to stream defenses, I get it, but I would stream out of these top, really the top four tiers I'm pretty comfortable with, maybe the, maybe the top five tiers, okay, I mean, the rest aren't, but in no, tier two, we got the Rams, the Steelers, the Niners, the Ravens, they're just kind of a little bit below them, they've got less good pass rushers, less good secondary, although Pittsburgh has a pretty good pass rush. I think their secondary is pretty bad, honestly, except for Minka, and that worries me. They're going to get thrown on a lot, and it's not going to look good. Especially if Brotherton throws the ball six hundred times. I mean, if they're going to be in firefights like they want to, I think be. I think it. I think it uh, hammers the Steelers' uh, defensive potential. The Niners are getting a lot of guys back. People forget about their defense. Two years ago, it was really good. It's not the same. They don't have Richard Sherman, but I still think they got a pass rush. Still think they got a pretty good overall defense. They got one of the better linebacking cores in the league too, and I like that. Mostly because of Fred Warner, but still. All right, uh, the Ravens, yeah, pretty tried and true. They lost Judon, which sucks because he's really good in that system. But I think they have guys like uh, McPhee, They drafted. I, he changed his name, but the defensive end out of Penn State. Uh, so I, I, I think, I think they could put up another good shot again. The cornerbacks are going to be a little bit older, but they have probably the best cornerback trio in the NFLs. Maybe the Buccaneers will eclipse them this year. Maybe, but people don't. Maybe people won't see that because they're dumb. Anyway, uh, the next tier, number 10, is... It's actually a small tier. Two two teams, 10 and 11, Packers and the Saints. Packers number 10, Saints are 11. Packers still have a good D. They have one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. I like the Smith brothers. They combined for, like, what, like, 25 sacks the year before? Or Twenty. One of them had, like, 15, the other had 10. I still think they're both good. Kenny Clark had a down year last year. Both Smith brothers had a down year. I don't know if they're Smith brothers. The Smith guys had, their, had a down year also. I still think the defense is going to rebound this year. Packers are going to be a great team. They're good. <laughs> uh, the Saints, I don't like their offense, but the defense is still really intact. Uh, hopefully, Lattimore is more second half last year than first year than first half last year. They lost generous Jenkins, which definitely sucks, but they have a really good secondary. Still, if Lattimore is just as good, love the safeties. have a pretty good linebacking group, which I don't care as much about, but the defensive line is still really good. I like uh, Davenport and um, what's his name? The other really good defensive end, I forget his name, but they're they're all, they're all still really good players. I, <laughs> New Orleans is gonna is gonna rest on this defense a lot too, and I think they'll get a lot of sacks this year, which is important. All right, number twelve is Miami, then the Titans, then Buffalo, then the Chargers, all in tier four. The Tennessee Titans might be a little hard for people to see up here, but they've got they drafted a really good cornerback. I love Kristen Fulton. I don't like that they brought in Bud Dupree for the price, but he's still going to impact that defense. On paper, I, they could be they could be a top-five defense, I think, honestly, especially with the division they're going against. I think you should take a chance on, on them when, they, when they're playing against teams that are tough, especially the rookies in the division. I mean, Houston, you get Houston twice. You get the Jags twice, which, I mean, they can get around the the pass blocking, I think. And then, uh, you know, Indianapolis has a good line, but we'll see what that wants. He might be a dumpster fire, too. <laughs> Um, Buffalo Bills, I love McDermott so much, he's such a good coach, and he's still got good players there, love Epinesa, I think he's going to take a huge jump this year as a defensive end, still got a great secondary, good safety, good cornerback, yeah, Poyer and, um, Tredavis White, big fans. Uh, Chargers, look, they stay healthy, they might be a top 10 defense, if they don't, they might be a top 20 defense, or worse, I don't know how to rank them, that's why they're 15. (laughs) All right, moving on to 16, we got the Bears, the Colts, the Seahawks, the Giants, the Chiefs, the Vikings, the Bears have definitely lost good players. Hopefully, they replace them. They replaced, they drafted a cornerback this year to replace Fuller, which isn't going to work out as much as Jalen Johnson did work out last year. But they still have a good pass rush. The key mix is still there. I I think they play against some kind of bad offensive lines. Even the Packers don't have a great offensive line this year. So I like to see the pass rush get there. And uh, yeah, I mean the Bears still still have a good, uh, a pretty good defense. Not as good as it has been. It's definitely trending down, but this year could be a break. But they're still in playoff contention, possibly this year, maybe. So we like the defense. All right, the Colts. Yeah, they don't have a pass rush. I don't like their secondary, but they play in a not great division. Uh, for uh, offensively, and I think they have a pretty easy schedule defensively. So yeah, I just um I can't recommend any higher. The Seahawks have a good defense. I should be ranking them higher, honestly, but they're in a, a tough division. It's, it's Their schedule is tough, too. They're going to win a lot of games, but they might be more shootouts than anything. The defense is still good, though. It could it could very well be a top-ten defense. We could get back to where the Seahawks have been in years past. But right now, I'm I'm not banking on it. Uh, or I'm not drafting it that way. I, I think it could definitely happen. I have it ranked as one of, as one of my bold predictions. But uh, it's a tough division. <laughs> tough schedule. The Giants they have a great defense. They really do. They only got better in the offseason. I want to rank them higher, but I think the defense will be on the field a lot because the the offense is going to be so bad. They're also in a division that could be good for uh, pass rushing too, so you know, if you want to take a chance, uh, and I've got them in a few weeks. I think week one they play someone easy, so I, I, I like streaming them a lot. Uh, so number 20 is the Chiefs. Number 21 is the Vikings. The Chiefs I don't know. I think they have a better defense than I'm expecting every year, because every year they, they outperform how I think they're going to do. I just don't think it looks that good on paper. And, I mean, they throw a lot. They they score a lot, so maybe the defense is on the field a decent amount to get thrown to. I, I don't know. I just I, I don't feel like it should work out every year, but it kind of does, so whatever. I'll take my lumps. I don't like them that much. I don't think the defense is that talented, but maybe they'll prove me wrong again. Next is the Vikings finishing out Tier 5. This is probably the end of where I want to start defenses. I think the pass rush is gonna be better, obviously, with Everson Griffin. Uh back. He's the guy that's back. Or Daniel Hunter, I'm sorry, Daniel Hunter coming back with a new deal. They got a really they got probably the best linebacking corner in the league. They got a good safety. I thought that Dan, it's not Dan is it Dan Dan's Antler, Or whatever the cornerback they took in the third round actually played really well, and they cut the guy in the first round because of some off field issues. And they also signed Patrick Peterson. It could be an okay defense, but this is about where I stop liking the defenses, so I'm just going to read the rest of them in the order because they're just not that good. Number 22 uh, in Tier 6 is the Eagles. Number 23 are the Raiders. 24 are the Jets. 25 are the Panthers. That's the end of Tier 6. 26 in tier- and start of Tier 7 air, air, ugh, are the Cardinals. I know they were like a top 10 defense last year, but I don't see it this year even with the addition of J.J. Watt. Then the Dallas Cowboys, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Atlanta Falcons, Bengals, Lions, and Texans to finish out Tier 7. They're all pretty bad. I don't really want to start on those defenses. Starting off the year, maybe we'll see something. The only teams I see potential are the Raiders, because I think they can have a pretty good pass rush. Panthers also have a pretty good pass rush. I love Brian Burns. Maybe the Jaguars, but I don't think they're ready to put it together. The rest of them just probably won't stream them ever. I think they'll be bad defenses all year, for the most part. Um, and yeah, those are all my rankings that I updated through today. I'll send out the podcast today, fucking get it out there, and get them both out. And then after this, I'll be doing my. I think I'm going to save preseason predictions for like the actual records and how I think teams will do until like right before the season. But the next one will be my breakouts, my busts, my my guys, my Vanguard players, my uh, bold predictions. All that fun stuff will be in the next podcast. That'll be a really fun one. Really excited for that one. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Bacon Games Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF sports and be sure to tune in next time.